Hi, everybody. Welcome to Pros and Cons. I'm here with David Davis from Last Canvas Tattoo. He's the owner and artist. How's it going today? Not bad yourself, Kale. Oh, it's going. A little, Like I said, a little under the weather, self-inflicted, <laughs> so don't feel sorry for me. Yeah, cool. So uh, not working today? No, took the day off. I've been uh, going pretty steady the last four or five months. So Yeah, always good to have a day. That's the beauty yeah. of being the boss. Well, not really. You still got to work oh, harder yeah. than everybody else. Right? Oh, still. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool, man. So uh, you, uh, you've been doing this for how long? It's going to be going on five years in March. Oh, yeah. Cool. And you must love it. Every minute of it. Cool. It, not a day goes by. You do lots of other art too, eh? Uh, no, my medium is pretty much skin. Oh, yeah? I don't really paint all that much. Um, when I do my designs, I get them to a point that I can apply them to skin, and then I go from there. Uh, kind of just let let it take over, I guess. I don't know. If it yeah. Cool. Uh, you want to just move over just a little bit or just move yep, the mic yep. just, just so it points a little bit more? Yeah. Thank you. There we go. Um, yeah, that's sweet. And how'd you, how'd you get into it? Like, how do you even start? Well, the right way would be to get an apprenticeship um, <laughs> through a qualified artist. Uh, unfortunately, at the stage I was in in my life, that wasn't a viable option for me. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty adventurous when it comes to learning new things so when i get my teeth sunk into something i just keep going 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 so i bought a shitty um kit yeah ink star 15 dollars machine really and, oh horrible <laughs> horrible we all start off with these uh illusions of grandeur right you think it's nothing it's easy and i've been getting tattooed since i was 16 so I kind of have a, a, a ba I had a basic understanding and once I got into it, I realized that I, I, you know, I didn't know shit. So I started off with a shitty machine, a kitchen table, all the wrong way. And I did like one or two tattoos on myself, one on my uh, ex-girlfriend yeah. and uh, I stopped. I was like, okay, I like this, but this isn't the right way to go. So I went and got my bloodborne pathogen. Uh, I bought some shittier machines and I tore them apart. I just gutted the coils. I took the springs off. I really wanted to learn everything that I needed to know about the machine, how it operated and what I needed to do to get the ink in the skin without doing too much damage to the skin. Obviously, okay. right? Cause if you sit there with needles, it's, you're going to turn that skin to hamburg. Yeah. Um, so from there, I gave myself about a good six months of just learning cross-contamination, tear-down setup, the proper procedures, and it's really like, it's hard when you're just using your internet and friends that are in the industry. Um, a lot of those guys don't have time, and yeah. again, they, they see it, well, you know, if you're, if you love it, get a, an apprenticeship. And that's, yeah. I definitely recommend that to anybody. I will never tell somebody, hey, go and teach yourself how to tattoo. <laughs> you know, it's just not the way you do things. Yeah. So uh, once I, I had a good understanding of, of things, it was, you know, started to work on my art, really get my lines down on paper so that when I got into skin, you know, it wasn't squibbly lines everywhere. Uh, so after about a year, I got my um, health board approval first tattoo shop mcbride it was in my house it was a home-based business uh licensed health board approved everything yeah and i tattooed in there for i would say six months seven months yeah i did my first uh, guest spot in grand prairie and that's when i really said okay i need to focus on tattooing you know yeah. I, I enjoyed every minute i was there at eight o'clock in the morning they gave me keys to the shop 
for two weeks, man, I was like 12 hours a day, just go, 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 go. Yeah. So I came back from the guest spot and, uh, I was in, I, I moved to Prince George. Um, the, I was plumbing at the time in McBride. So mm -hmm. that was just, I didn't want to do that anymore. Once I got a taste of tattooing, I was like the hell with this shit. Oh, well like, you find no something you intended. love, right? Well, exactly. Yeah. You know, like the plumbing was, you know, I've been in carpentry and cook. I've worked as a telemarketer in sales and I've done like so many different jobs and nothing had a calling. I liked landscaping, landscaping, you were creating stuff. So that was pretty cool. But man, busting your ass off for somebody else 24 oh, seven. Not, not to mention around here, it's only a six month of a year job. Max. I didn't do it around here. I was in Montreal. So oh, we yeah. were doing like huge, huge projects during the summer, right? And oh yeah. Chilling in the winter. <clears throat> but, uh, Overall, tattooing is the only thing that had that calling where it's like, okay, this this is definitely what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Sweet, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, I know I uh, I know what it's like to have a job you hate and then find something you enjoy. Like, Well, it's hard in society today. Everybody says, oh, do what you love. Yeah, well, <laughs> sometimes, you know yeah. what I mean? What I love is wakeboarding, and I'm not good enough at it to get paid. Well, you know what I mean? That, that's yeah. the thing, you know? And even then, you have to... You have to try, but you have to still be realistic in your in your endeavors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we have this fantasy worldview of things and, and business and things like that. And in reality, our fantasies don't match our bank accounts. And, yeah. you know, what they say, you're only one paycheck away from living on the streets. So, yeah, for sure. And nowadays, everybody is. You know what I mean? It's shitty. Oh, it's the shitty. way it is. Yeah. It's the way. Yeah. Money rolls uphill. And it just keeps getting more and more expensive and these big companies keep making money off it. But everybody else, we're still at like, you know, yeah. nickel and dime fucking $15 an hour. You ain't going to get anywhere at that rate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cool, man. So uh, you, you, everybody always has a style they like to do. What's yours? Oh, well, I love Japanese. Obviously, everything that's on me is Japanese style. Uh, I got into martial arts when I was really young. I was My dad was a heavyweight boxer. I got into boxing when I was like six. And oh, then yeah. by the time I was 15, 16, uh, Aikido had a really good calling to me because it was uh, not such an offensive style. Uh, you know, go in, kick the shit out of somebody. It was more of being confident and taking care of yourself. So, obviously, dabbling into the Japanese culture and martial arts and everything that's involved in it, uh, tattooing is, is a huge thing. What we know of tattooing today is due to the Japanese. Oh, yeah. Their style of tattooing, they were doing things back in like the 17, 1800s, uh, you know, pictures, uh, depictions of the warriors, koi's and dragons and things like that, where most other civilizations were doing very tribalistic designs. Yeah. Black hand tap you know they were using steel uh, <laughs> they were they were you know they knew their stuff when it came to the needles and metallurgy and all that kind of stuff yeah so definitely being into the japanese side of things i had a, a an appreciation for the artwork and everything so once i got into the tattooing definitely that was my course but i feel being in Prince George, you have to be a well-rounded artist. You can't, yeah. like, there's no way I could survive just doing Japanese. Well, it's not a massive customer base, right? I mean... There is a lot of people that like the design, uh, the Japanese flow and structure and all that kind of stuff, but it's not, you know, an everyday thing. I probably get a Japanese design once every two weeks, three weeks. I might have somebody come in. Oh, yeah. But just, I mean, it's not even a big city, right? So well, 80,000 were a little higher than 80,000. So it's not, it's definitely nothing compared to like Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, yeah. and all those places. Uh, and even then, it would be tough, I would say, to, that you can only do this style. You have to be able to yeah. be a well rounded artist and tattooing. For sure. You know? For sure. Cool, man. 
Uh, you working on anything cool right now you can talk about that you're excited about? Uh, I have a bunch of projects. It's hard with tattoos. You know, you got some people that'll come in every year. You got some people that come in every two weeks, finish projects. The bigger projects are what I love doing. Uh, I got a pretty cool peacock back piece that I drew up, uh, <laughs> cover up as well. Oh, yeah. It wasn't intended for a cover up, but uh, it, it did uh, the job. So that's coming up pretty soon. Uh, blasted out a couple cool pieces, uh, gem style piece recently um star wars piece those are pretty cool cool man yeah, yeah. and uh how, how about since you've started uh like you said you bought like a shitty 15 dollar oh, yeah. well i mean how has your equipment evolved oh, in the day and well, like everything the end must evolve I mean, i'm using the pen now uh it's all cartridge based uh cheyenne uh setup uh what's that mean <laughs> uh so basically you have the coil machine which is the tried and true old school the really loud one yeah now the there's a lot of different debates on what started first the electric pen engraving pen is what they classified as a tattoo machine we classify it as a coil but they also had one that was kind of a, more of a rotary style so rotaries have been around for a long long time as well they do the same thing uh, as a coil can do to a certain extent they probably Each, lose uh their hertz like to probably lose their frequency better they don't have as much power to keep keep up no for, for rotaries they're like jackhammers usually oh. they just hit 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 it's all in the hand and how you tattoo whereas a coil machine has a lot of variables you have different spring tensions gaps you have elements of what the machine is made of your capacitors so all these little variables have to be exact to reproduce the same effect each and every time yeah one little thing is off the variables change your effect might not be the same as if it was running the way you had it the first time so you're always you know tweaking the machine and so it's hard to get a consistent this is what it is all the time yeah. now with the pen and the cartridge system it takes away a lot of those variables it's like a plug and play is what i call it you stick the cartridge in you dial in your depth um, for your needle, your throw, basically what it is. Uh, and you go to town. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry about elastic bands. If you got too many, you're not enough. And, you know, yeah. uh, are my coils getting old? Or is the capacitor about to burn out? So many variables. But the tried and true coil, within two, three minutes, I can have that machine back up and running. This rotary busts on me. You got to send it back to the company. There's nothing I can do with yeah. that. Like, I don't, I don't know rotaries, and I'm not sure in hell going to take apart a, a fucking $600, $700 pen yeah, no to, uh, to just figure that out like you would with cheap coils. Because, uh, yeah. you know, they, a coil is a coil, unless you bought it from China and it's wrapped with a uh, Chinese newspaper and then a few wraps of, of copper. <laughs> 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 then you got shit coils. Yeah. Cool, man. And uh, you must see a change in uh, ink and everything that's coming out too, eh? Like, well, just the, <coughs> the vast, there must be so much more. Today, it seems like... Tattooing has definitely got to the point where it's like the bandwagon. A lot of people are trying to jump on that bandwagon. And I, you know, in perspective, I've only got five years in this industry. So I have to kind of say, yeah, I am one of those. But from a young age, I grew up around tattoos. My dad's friends were very heavily tattooed, full on bodysuits. And from a young age, I knew I was going to be heavily tattooed. Yeah. So I have a, a, a respect for this industry and I can definitely agree and disagree on some aspects of things. And it seems like everybody's trying to pull a quick buck, inventing whatever. Uh, they got an ink, I, can't, I think it was Corey Hart or Corey or somebody, it was one guy in the tattoo industry. Um, 
they did a burnout with some rubber on a bike and then they take the carbon and this whole process to basically turn it into ink and it's like a cap is worth like five hundred dollars like the the dumbest wow. fucking thing ever and it's just a gimmick you know yeah. what i mean it and i i I don't have respect for gimmicks and trying to pull a quick buck. You yeah. know what I mean? I respect and I love this industry. A quality with, product is a quality product. Exactly. You know, yeah. if you're trying to advance the the industry and you're trying to do something as an artist that's going to help other artists, then hell, yeah, you know, give it. Um, but definitely there's a lot of people that just, it's like I say, it's a quick buck and they're looking at it as a cash cow where I look at this industry. It's as something that I want to do until the day that I can't do it anymore. Yep. And hopefully my kids will take over or, you know, something like that. I want it to be something that continues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the cool thing about it too. I mean, when you, you, most people, they go do a job and it's done, right? Your, your, your job is on display. Always. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a big thing. Like, definitely, there's a lot of tattoos that I've done out there in the early years that I shouldn't have done. And I, you know what? I don't care what artist you talk to. <laughs> Every one of those guys in their first few years, they've got something that they wish got, somebody wasn't yeah, wearing. You know, and it is what it is. You strive your best, but when you don't give a shit and you're scratching at kitchen tables and you're you're you know you've got ashtrays and you've got shit hanging around everywhere you're not respecting the art you know what i mean and yeah and that's that's that difference uh, well that's another guy trying to pull a quick buck again yeah, yeah. It, it, it's they say they respect the industry but do everything against what you're yeah. supposed to do and i you know yeah i might be a hypocrite yes i've taught myself um but what i did and the procedures that i put myself through I tried to keep close to the regular apprenticeship, what an actual apprentice should be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even though it was myself teaching myself, which is definitely, uh, you know, if I would have had the proper apprenticeship at the stage as of an artist that I am now, I would definitely be way better. Um, but, you know, it is as it is. Oh, for sure, man. Uh, do you have anything on you you regret? Well, I tattooed my legs quite extensively. They were my um, my Your teaching test canvas. Aid. Yeah, but I, I I knew what I was getting into. Like I was taking on Japanese pieces that I knew that I wanted. Um, a lot of reproduction of Horiyoshi the Third's work. I love his stuff, um, and I definitely poorly executed a lot of them. But now I'm in the stage of kind of fixing things and this and that. But my early work on myself wasn't too bad. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't blast a bunch of scratchy little tattoos. I was, I was, I started off with some pretty big pieces, obviously that I shouldn't have, but they're not as bad. They're yeah. not great, but you know, yeah, I'm definitely working at fixing that. Uh, cool. That's gotta be a challenge too. I mean, there's no, uh, there's no eraser for skin. No, <laughs> no, there is not. Um, yeah. But it's it's skin exactly that's the point. It's a living canvas, and you know I don't care if it's the most perfectly executed uh, watercolor tattoo. In fifteen twenty years, that tattoo is not going to look what it looked like. You know, you you strive to make sure that your tattoo lasts and stays bold for years to come. But your skin ages and yeah. you wrinkle and shit happens and oh sun sun and, and you know all these different variables. It's not something that lasts forever, and that I think that's the beauty of tattoos. It's not like a piece of canvas, you know, you got art from, <laughs> you hundreds know, 1300s. Ago, yeah. uh, it's just been kicking around. And as long as it's maintained and taken care of, it's not going to be destroyed. But your skin, in reality, unless you get skinned and have it preserved, that tattoo is going to rot away. You know yeah. what I mean? So it has that life death kind of thing, right? It's Yeah. Cool. 
Oh, so uh, how's own, how's uh, your own shop going? Uh, you love, loving it? Oh, I love it. It's an awesome spot. Uh, tons of room to draw, lots of space to tattoo in, room for people to come and watch their friends get tattooed. I don't say bring a troop of friends, but, you know, one or two can definitely sit in and, and yeah. chit-chat with you. And I wanted to make it – I wanted to make the shop feel very welcoming. Oh, and it, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, that was I, my main goal. I love the setup, too. Like, the the, the linear yeah. is a, a perfect setup. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, I wished it was a little bit bigger. And there's some little things, you know, a door that connects both sides. <laughs> right now, it's, you know, one side's the tattoo and the other side is the reception and clothing area. Um, but those are just little things that, that will come along with uh, with time. Yeah. Sweet, man. How does how is uh, having employees? That's always a Well, they're struggle. not employees, man. They, don't, they work for themselves. Uh, everybody's a subcontractor in the shop. Okay. You know, Brent, Brett's the apprentice. Me and Sean are, are trying to guide him as much as we can. Um, personally, I don't feel I'm at a stage to be taken on apprentice. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, the situation, if it was anybody else but him, I would have said, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I can't I can't help right now. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's doing pretty good. Uh, definitely coming along. Um, Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Uh, See, so yeah, that's that's uh, very. uh awesome way to do things hey subcontractors and well just i'm not that kind of guy man honestly i'm not uh i'm not here to be a boss or tell anybody how to live their life because i don't want anybody telling me how to live my life right so as long as uh certain obviously the, the shop has certain rules to adhere to yeah um but aside from that you come and go you make your own hours you do the tattoos you feel like you do the shop gets a commission and that's it right yeah that's sweet yeah See, I never knew it worked like that. It does in a lot of shops. Well, it does. Like, it's commission. Um, some shops, you're an employee of the shop. Some shops, you're a contractor paying, like, a chair rental. Uh, it's really, it's different. But the overall is, you know, there's a fee that's paid to the shop for the use of uh, all the stuff, gloves, paper towel, the use of uh, internet and the actual yeah. building, the rent. There's a huge cost that comes with tattooing. It's not yeah. It's not a cheap, uh, cheap overhead. Um, oh, all it's, supplies. It's, yeah. I mean. Uh, ink and everything must be skyrocketing too as everything as yeah as time is, is are going uh, needles are getting more expensive especially the cartridge uh, style needles that we use um, but I don't I don't want to sacrifice using cheap needles and cheap equipment you get yeah. cheap tattoos yeah, again it's not about money um, as long as I can make a, a living and you know feed my family that's, that's yeah. all I can ask for sweet yeah, well, I think it too. It's another somebody trying to grab a buck. Supply and demand. As tattoos are becoming more and more mainstream, the suppliers, oh, they'll pay. Yeah. yeah. You know. Oh, exactly. Yeah, which sucks. But uh, well, the worst part is that it, it trickles down. Uh, you know, you have to raise our, our hourly rates, and uh, yeah, a lot of times I feel like I have to go faster than I should be to kind of appease the client. Yeah. <laughs> um. In recent last few months, I've been trying to not slow down. It's not a matter of I want to put more money or get more money out of the tattoo. I want a better tattoo. Yeah. Um, but I also have to, you know, take the cost that comes with, with tattooing as well. Yeah. Um, so the main goal, yeah, is to get a, a, a good-looking tattoo within the time frame Reasonable. of the client. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that's another thing, too. I mean, people, I've heard lots of people bitch and complain about cost. Dude, it's going to be on your body forever. Just uh, you yeah. know, pay the extra whatever and make it good, you know. Well, that's that's what it is. It's there's people that do fly. Um, sorry, there's a guy in Chris Cook in Ireland. Oh my God, stylized Japanese, just phenomenal. And this 
99.9% of his clients are, are flown from all over the world. Um, so when you get at that stage, and again, he, that's all he does is Japanese, doesn't yeah. do anything else. But he can do that because he's, he, he, for one, amazing artist, and he, he's built his name, his image to get to that point that he's worldwide, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, definitely that'll never happen in my time, you know what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't expect it. If it does, great. If, you know, yeah. but it, it's not something that – I'm not a superstar. I'm not here to, to be Mr., you know. Well, like you said, you're, it's a job. You like doing it. Feed your family. Yeah. 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 That's, I just want to live a casual life and enjoy yeah. what I do, right? Sweet, man. Uh, were you an artist before when you were doing other stuff? Like, did you draw? <sighs> oh, yeah. Like any kid, you know what I mean? I got into art. Oh, I, no. I, no, no. I didn't. I, was, I could draw stick men, and I, <laughs> and I would fail my math. I couldn't even color in the lines. Well, you know, I, I, I enjoyed doing it, but like every other kid, you know, they're pairing – go get a real job and blah, blah. My dad was a, you know, uh, a blue collar worker. Uh, he, he definitely, you know, contracting and construction and uh, farm work. He did a lot of different things. So I had, you know, that yeah. value imposed into me. And uh, I think it was actually about three years before I got into tattooing. Uh, I was testing oil patch and I started drawing more. You know, I started, I was getting a little better pay. So I was getting tattooed and I was trying to like, okay, I want to design my own stuff. And again, right dabble right into the Japanese tigers, dragons, that kind of stuff. And uh, I think that's when it kind of, okay, I want to start doing something within this industry. You know, I didn't know it yet really, but that's kind of what I was building cool. up to. Yeah. That takes balls jumping out of, uh, you know, a, a job, a career, anything into, into something totally new at that stage in life. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's what hindered me to have an apprenticeship. You know, like I started when I was like early thirties tattooing, um, <laughs> getting an apprenticeship at 30, really. My art wasn't the greatest, you know, obviously the definitely needed some, some work. Um, so that option wasn't there for me. You know, the younger you are, the better. And obviously, the better artist you are in paper. It's not the same thing as skin. Just because you're a great artist on paper or canvas doesn't mean you're going to translate that into the skin and, and everything's going to be hunky-dory. Um, but for me, my, my canvas is skin. That's what I wanted to do, right? I wanted to set myself aside from from that. But yeah, I definitely feel now that I, eventually when I do have a little more time on my hands, I want to start pushing my art form, start getting a little too, uh, into painting and uh, cool. other things. Yeah. Well, you were telling me earlier, you were uh, what were you building for a sword? You said you uh, chopped your toe? And you oh, were... well, yeah, this was back in the day. I used to... Um, I used to refurbish old Japanese um, swords, katanas, tantos, and wakizashis, and all that. And so I'd make the case, the handle, the habaki, the collar. It's the first piece that goes on the blade if it didn't have one. And uh, <laughs> you'd slice your hands and your fingers off. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, it was the only accident that I had. Luckily, knock on wood, in, in that amount of time. But uh, it's like anything else, right? Yeah, cool, man. How'd you get into that? Martial arts again. Uh, I taught Yaido and uh, Kendo for for years when I was into martial arts in Quebec, and then uh, later on, while I was in Grand Prairie, getting a hobby, uh, I order either Chinese-made blades that were you know the right blade. They have a full uh, handle, uh, nakago. It's called in Japanese. Uh, it's not like a rat tail. It's not just a little piece of metal that's in the handle. It's a full chunk of steel, and then the tsuka. It's like um, it's called hanoki wood. It's like a 
specific type of wood. Okay. And then you wrap it with the uh, the wrapping that's around. It's called tsukamaki. And then, uh, you know, it's all these little pieces that, that make the blade. Um, and for me, Japanese swords, they're a piece of art as well, right? So it's all, it's all I've always been into that creating and, and making something, seeing something that you've done. Yeah. It's rewarding, you know? That's why, again, landscape, I didn't mind... Um, but yeah, I, I definitely love doing the refurbishing um, on certain things. I'd never touch a blade like the polish is. <laughs> you don't you don't screw around with a real Japanese blade. You, even if there is rust, you if it's a proper blade, you send it back to Japan. They do the polishing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You the angles that are on those blades are like so specific that if you fuck up the angle, you've messed the blade. Or if you grind too much off, you've ruined the hamen, which is like the temper line. Oh, so yeah. I did everything that was. Aside from the blade. So I made the saya, which is the case. I made uh, fittings, the uh, kashira and uh, the fuchi at the other end. And all the little things that go with it. So I dabbled in that for a while. Cool, man. And that was self-taught as well. Research and how it's done. So when it came to tattooing, I had already had that experience of, okay, I have to, you know, basically put myself at 100% into it. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Uh, Being self-taught in things like that that are so specific and... It's quite a bit of like fine woodwork that goes into the, those blades too, right? I mean, you have little wedges and well, stuff that holds it together. and <clears throat> Like if you're carving out the saya, the blade has to fit in that saya perfectly. So you have to lay the blade down, you have to mark out the blade, and like even the chisels have to be bent at a certain angle to be able to get into the whole length of the saya. So there's a bunch of little things, and same with the, the handle. The handle is um, it's two pieces that you carve out the the tang of the blade and then you carve um the exact depth and everything you don't want it too loose because if you hit something it's going to crack the handle and you don't want it too tight because then it won't fit the blade so there's a bunch of little finicky things and it's trial and error you know unfortunately tattooing it's hard to trial and error (laughs) yeah because it's your skin and you got to make sure like for me i was tattooing myself so a lot of that trial and error was in my own skin anytime i was trying a new technique i did it on myself did you did you buy ever buy some hides to try before you even tried it on yourself well i tried the fake skin in the early stages to kind of get a grasp and understanding but it's nothing nothing out there is like real skin even the pound of flesh you have to tattoo it in a certain way no different than you tattoo the skin but you know those things don't bleed they don't swell they they're don't probably dense move. compared to living skin well it's just like a silicone basically right oh, so yeah. you're not you can get something that's similar you know, like pig skin's about the only thing. And obviously there's a lot of apprentices that have tried oranges and melons and pumpkins. And you can do pretty cool things with it, but it's still not the same as real skin. And yeah. for me, I was like, okay, if I'm going to learn this, my legs are, are you know, yeah, cool. what I'm going to learn on. Yeah. Yeah, that takes balls too. <laughs> yeah, man. Let me tell you, there's a lot of uh, butthole clenching. Uh, you know, you got to deal with the pain. You got to deal with your own self moving. <sighs> upside down artwork it's it's definitely tough but yeah they came out looking not too bad you know what i mean some of them were yeah (laughs) my first koi wasn't the greatest (laughs) cool man uh you must like learning yeah if it's self-taught all that all that stuff well i I like um if it's something that piques my interest i i like learning as much as i can on it you know what i mean knowledge the more you know the better you can't say to somebody hey don't go learn something right yeah shit man what do you mean 
Yeah. Um, but there's definitely a lot of useless crap out there, that's for sure. But uh, spend uh, all I can say is spend your time doing what you like and learning what you like, and it'll be easy, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I hated school, man. Anything written oh, me down too. behind a desk, anything yeah. like that. Yeah, I hated, I hated authority. I hated. Uh, I well, I hated the curriculum. The way it's set up is a fucking joke. Well, you don't even learn how to do your taxes, but you learn how to do. Yeah, um, unless whatever. unless I was gonna be like a um, an astrophysicist and all this kind of stuff, there's a lot of shit in there that I just did not need. I'm yeah. sorry, but there's a lot of more things that I. It would be more valuable to me today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Looking back now. Oh, I can't believe they don't teach you how to do your own taxes in high school. They should teach like money management for yeah. one thing. Don't go get a credit card and load yourself up full of debt. And yeah. you know, the worst part is that we're paying like I, I didn't get uh, money for scholarship or for school or anything like that. But you got like trades and uh, you, these people are dropping, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars to learn something. And they get out of school. and They can't even get a damn job into yeah. what they're, they're learning. So it's like I definitely think that we we've we've created a lot of jobs that don't need to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of bullshit that, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, no, I never went. I went in, I was going to be a welder there before my injury. And, yeah, I don't know. I just, same thing. I liked building something. I was never, like, no art stuff. I could never, uh, but, you know, follow a blueprint, build something. Hey, I built that. I like that. You know what I mean? Welding's definitely, um, it, it's one of those trades that it's necessary. Anything that you're engineering, that you're building, that you're creating, that's going to be useful to the rest of society is going to be helpful. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't say, oh, you're a useless member of society. No, yeah, man, this guy's working his ass off, creating something, building something. So. Yeah, I know. I wish I would have got to go further into it. I had literally just started my apprenticeship, hadn't even gone to school or anything yet. But, uh, no, I, uh, yeah, I liked working with that, the guys too, right? You know, except for that uh, one, except for that one time, Jesse, when you fucking spit chew spit in my face <laughs> i walked around the corner and when we were working at husky and I, I was coming up the stairs and he was coming down and he just looked back oh yeah about two weeks after that then nobody was allowed to chew anymore yeah no shit I, that's nasty man oh well you get it on the pipes and shit <sighs> oh yeah it's gross but i chewed at the time too no never tried it never will I'm no sticking that shit in my mouth <laughs> yeah well some people like gut it too eh like ah. swallow it man uh nope yeah no, no, I actually quit smoking when I when I had my injury, but just mostly because it was you know I'm already 20 days clean. By the time I could leave the hospital, why would I go back uh, to smoking, yeah, right? Uh, I'm trying. I'm on the vape thing, and uh, oh yeah, it worked for a little bit, and now I'm back to smoking. Stress and all those wonderful things kind of kick in, and habits. Uh, winter too. I feel like winter is harder to quit smoking, because like in the summer when it's real hot and you have a smoke and it's like, you kind of feel gross. But in the in the winter, it's like ah, nice fresh air after you. Have I just want to quit though. It's, oh, for the sure. cost is retarded, you know. It's just what's a pack cost these days? It's like twelve. Jesus. Bucks, you know? yeah. And like the vapes not bad, tastes better. You look like a douche, but hey, oh, <laughs> you know what everybody's I mean? doing. Oh, it. I want. I just want the nicotine that's in there, so I don't feel like I can go like you know Looney Tunes. Yeah. But uh, aside from that, that's that's just the nicotine that I need, right? Yeah. For yeah. now, I could imagine too uh, when you're you know on somebody's skin if you're. A it's couple couple stress, days man. off. A couple days off for having cigarettes. Your stress level goes up. Well, you're probably not as steady. Uh, no, I was tattooing, uh, and I was like the vape. Obviously, it's on a. I had like a six mil nicotine, so I was still getting that nick yeah. that I need that nick fix. Yeah. Um, but no, I didn't see much of a difference. Oh yeah, really. Yeah. No, I. Uh, yeah, I quit. Like I said, it was already twenty days out. So 
But uh, still, once in a while, you get drunk. <laughs> Everybody's outside. Everybody goes outside, and I'm the only person left in. Yeah. It's, it's excess, you know. If you're like, I'm smoking a pack a day, so that's stupid. But if a person's having a, a smoke or two uh, a day or every couple of days or something, it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not as bad uh, health wise, money wise, and all that. But yeah, definitely. Uh, last few years have been a stressful oh, yeah. <laughs> been smoking a lot more that's for sure yeah well i mean running your own business doesn't help <laughs> yeah yeah for sure cool so what kind of regulations do they have on on you guys like you said yeah you've been health board certified and what do you yeah. say pathogen bloodborne pathogen canada's regulations are definitely behind compared to the u.s um, being like they're stricter or yeah, in the U.S., it's definitely stricter. A lot of states at one point, I think there is still some states that you're not even allowed to tattoo in. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. New York, right up until I think it was the mid-90s <laughs> or late 90s, there was like a law. You're not allowed to tattoo in the city, but there was tons of shops anyway, right? Wow. Um, you know, they definitely regulate a lot stricter in the in the states compared to Canada. In, in Canada, there's a lot of home scratchers that don't get shut down. That's oh, yeah. that's straight up. Um, and when I say a home scratcher, I mean somebody that does not have an understanding on how to get the skin or the, the ink in the skin properly without doing damage, like massive amounts of damage. And somebody who negates all fucking procedures of cleanliness and cross-contamination and all that. That, to me, is a scratcher. I don't give a shit if you have this, the, you know, the shittiest artwork in the world. If you're putting the tattoo in right without carving the skin up, and you're not infecting people, then those are the only two major things that like should be making sure get shut down. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, man. Like the art, it's not about art. If a person wants a shitty stick man tattooed on them, and they go to an artist that does the best shitty stick man in the world, then who is anybody to say anything? That's what yeah. they wanted. That's what it is. The artwork, yes, there's definitely different levels of artists and tattooing. Um, some are, are amazing some are okay you know what i mean um but as long as they're not carving the skin up to the point where it's scabbing like you know an inch <laughs> of yeah. scab, um and you're not infecting people those like i said those are the only two things um but for the most part to get a, a shop up and running you need obviously a business license um I don't know if you actually need to bring in your bloodborne pathogen, but I showed mine. You need the health board to come in. And even them, I find the ones here anyway, not to, to knock anybody or anything like that. Their procedures are slack. There's definitely a few shops that are questionable. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Um, that don't, they, they don't follow up. They don't shut down uh, home scratchers when they find out about it. Um, so, you know, I did a guest spot in Drumheller. And when I got down there, their health inspector inspected everything that I had. Every needle, every tube, every bottle of Before ink. you could do a guest spot. Before, well, the day I showed up, before I tattooed anybody, she inspected everything. And I raised my hat to those people because they're going above and beyond to make sure that a shop's not bringing in some dirty artist that uses expired needles... Uh, you know what I mean? That yeah. stuff like that. So, you know, I, I definitely feel that there's a lot of room for improvement in their understanding of this industry and regulations. 
with that, it's going to bring increased costs. Like in the States to go do a bloodborne pathogen course, I think it's like $1,500. Oh, yeah. They make it so that if you're some skis ball, <laughs> you're not, you know what I mean? You're not going to save $1,500, go do a fucking bloodborne pathogen. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's no different than like um, uh, high-end breeders of dogs selling their dogs for a lot of money. It's not just about making the money. It's about making sure that the person that's buying that dog, usually if you can afford that, it's because you're going to treat that dog. Usually, I'm not yeah, saying in all cases, for sure. but usually that's what it is. You spend some money on something, yeah. You take you, some pride in it, and exactly. You take care of it. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? I take care of my stuff. I, I want to make sure that everything is is taken care of. So it's it's no different than uh, yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. See, a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, I don't think know, you know, what's required to be certified. Like, you know, oh, I got a tattoo gun. Let me. Well, and know. that's that's the biggest thing. It's not. It's not that that artists or shop owners or whatever don't want people tattooing. Uh, it's not that. They it's, want it we nice. don't want. There has to be an industry standard yes. that everybody's held to. And the biggest thing is like you're risking your life, man. Like you know, it might sound, oh my god, it's just a tattoo. Yeah, well, if you don't maintain that tattoo, it's a wound. If you don't yeah. treat it as a wound, you're gonna get an infection. And if you get an infection, that can get worse and worse and worse till you either lose the limb or you lose your life. They have been people that have died from getting fucking dirty tattoos. Yeah, for sure. It's guaranteed. Not to mention, uh, again, blood-borne pathogens. All pathogens that are communicable by blood that they, you know, you don't screw around. That's something you're going to infect somebody with uh, hep C or, you know, come on now. Yeah. So people really don't understand. And the ones that go to basement, and I say this when I say basement, yeah, my first shop was, or my shop in Prince George, the home base shop, was in a basement. But it was also health board approved. They yeah. came, they looked at the the shop, they made sure that I was following all the standards, and they gave me a nice little paper saying, "Yes, you can operate a tattoo shop." Now, yeah. you know, yeah, in the early days, I didn't have that. You know what I mean? I was, and absolutely, but I was still following the same procedures. Yeah, just it, my shop didn't look that great. <laughs> yeah, so I never infected anybody. You know what I mean? So. Those, those principles, those standards are, are what should be in this industry. And then the artwork comes later on. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, we're getting a little up there. I love your work. I'm coming to see you on the 27th. Awesome. For the, for the majority of the day. Um, thanks for coming on. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. It was good, uh, good bullshit. Uh, for sure. Very informative. For all six of you people listening out there, uh, <laughs> don't forget about the contest. I'm going to sound like a broken record. Uh, don't forget about the contest. First four weeks, 50 bucks. Second four weeks, 100 bucks. All you got to do is like and share on Facebook and subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. If you want a second entry, send me an email. I'll have all the links to all my social media as well as David's uh, in the description. And uh, send me an email that says what you did and didn't like about the episode or somebody you'd like to see come on and you get a second entry. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh-huh.